We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Live. All right, what's good, Knicks Nation? Welcome back to another Game of the Week preview. Of course, we have to preview this tough matchup between the New York Knicks and the Denver Nuggets. And who better than to join me today to preview this game is none other than Matt Brooks. He got that promotion. You know what I'm talking about? He went from covering the Brooklyn Nets, now covering the champs, the Denver Nuggets. So make sure to lock in, stay focused, because we're going to cover this game in full detail. And make sure to hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Make sure to share the links to all these videos and make sure to support our sponsor, Underdog Fancy. Use that promo code KFTV to get up to a $100 match. Matt, what's going on, man? It's been a minute. You know, usually I ask you to come on here, especially last season, to talk about uh, Nets and Knicks matchups, but you got that promotion. Like I said, man, you're covering the champs. Uh, how are you feeling? How's that been going? It's been, I mean, it's been good. You know, got the, uh, it was like a, a mid-season trade almost. Uh, ended up covering Denver. <laughs> What late, late, uh, late March, and then didn't really. I hadn't watched him a lot, but I was like, "All right, we're just gonna roll with this through the playoffs." And then the playoffs kept going and going and going, and then next thing you know, I'm in a locker room celebrating a championship for a team I've been there for like two months with. But uh, it's been it's been great, man. Uh, it's it's yeah, obviously a really good team and fun team to watch. But the move out here to Denver's been great too. Um, so yeah, I'm good. It's been, it's, it's been a good, uh, it's been a good move, I think for me <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And if I didn't say it, Matt Brooks covers the Denver Nuggets for the actual Nuggets team. So he gets to go watch the team. He gets to be in that facility with the Denver Nuggets on the day to day. So yeah, man, just, if you can go a little bit more, man, what's, what's been like the biggest difference from covering like the Nets to the Nuggets? Uh, biggest difference, um, probably like access and like, I just feel like I'm doing more projects. I don't like not to get like too into the weeds of it, but I'm just doing more things that I wouldn't have been able to do where I'm like an independent reporter uh, versus now I'm like, you know, I'm with a team. So I get to do a lot more projects where I'm sitting down with players and talking to them for like 30 minutes and kind of getting into stories that I maybe wouldn't cover if I was an mm. independent reporter. So uh, that's been really cool. And I, I definitely, I expected some of that. Like I expected there to be, more access but i didn't think about it in the light of like i'm gonna get to do projects that i never even would have thought about doing mm. uh but i i get to do them because you know i'm part of the team part of the content team so that's been like 
really cool for me. I, I've enjoyed that a lot. It's always fun to do things that you don't expect. And then like the team winning didn't expect that one either. So like that was yeah. that was the other cool part. I just did not see that coming. You know, I covered Brooklyn for what three years. And I think mm-hmm. every year I went into it, I was like, all right, I think they could win it this year. And then, of course, the time when I move out and I cover this team and I don't really know what to expect. Of course, that's the team where I'm like, oh, it's, it's, <laughs> so it's like it's, it's been crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Who's so out of all the players you've covered so far, who's been your favorite person to, to interview? Oh, that's a tough question, man. Um, Honestly, Peyton Watson's a really good interview. Uh, and he's, he's a guy that is starting to like catch on a little bit. He is a very, mm-hmm. very good interview. 21 years old, just really poised. Um, really like he's a really good interview. He's just like, it's always unique when you get young players that are like, not just like media trained or whatever, but like really truly poised. And you can see like they have drive and like goals and like things they want to do, but they're also like, they're patient in a way. And that's kind of, mm-hmm. that's the feeling you get with him. Like he has very high goals for himself, but um, he he knows he needs to take the right steps to get there. So he's he's a really good interview. Um, he's definitely a guy I would keep an eye on if you're like a if you're if you're a, a hoop sicko and you're looking for like random guys to latch on. That's what we are around here, Matt. We are hoop yeah, sickos. We're we're hoop junkies. Last <laughs> yep. thing before we, we we get into the the crux of this thing, what's it, what was it like being in that locker room, seeing like the champagne and everything just unfold from the Nuggets win that championship? I mean, it, I felt like an out-of-body experience because you're like, I, you don't know, like everybody has like a quote-unquote like vision board for what they want when they get into – so maybe they don't. I don't know. I definitely had certain things that I wanted for myself in my career. I didn't have that. I didn't even know that existed. Like that's one of those things that happens where you're like, I didn't even know that was possible to happen in my mm-hmm. life. So it was just this like weird out-of-body experience. I mean, I've been watching basketball for as long as I can remember, and I have seen a lot of – you know, not just NBA celebrations, but uh, championship celebrations, pennant celebrations for the MLB. Like I've seen that on TV forever. So it was so bizarre to like be there for it. It was pretty surreal. So uh, yeah. And all of it was just crazy. I mean, the ring night ceremony was wild. That was, Mm. you know, first week of this season and you're kind of, I'm prepared, you know, I'm preparing for it. Like it's any first week of the year, but then you have this thing that I've watched on TV for as long as I can remember uh, so it's, it's, it's all been like really strange out of body experiences, but like, I remember them exactly how they went down. So it's been cool. It's been cool. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So getting into, so getting into this game now and, and talking about the nuggets and the Knicks. Well, well, let me ask you this. What are your, what are your thoughts been about the Knicks this season? Uh, it seems like a fun year. And I, I actually, I really feel like I would talk a little bit, about, uh, before we got started on this, but I'm definitely more keyed in on West coast teams now. Uh, watch the Thunder, the Wolves, the Clippers now. Clippers are playing pretty well. Those are the teams I'm watching a lot more. I have not caught the Knicks a lot this year. I will say, first off, it seems like it's a fun year. There's a lot of like, it's always, I like this new trend that teams are like making trades mm-hmm. well before the trade deadline because it gives mm-hmm. you just more time to like see what your new group looks like. And it kind of allows other, you know, if you want to make other moves, you have more time to do those. So I'm really curious to see what you guys look like, this new look team with OG and, uh, just kind of see how things flow, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you too, where you get trades before the trade deadline just because, one, it doesn't want to help the team like get acclimated with someone new on the roster, but it also gives the conference and the league a different shakeup, right? And then right. it's like, okay, now we got to adapt. And then it's the teams like, look at the Indiana Pacers, right? You know, you heard about the discussions where they were interested in yep. OG and getting Siakam together on the Pacers. Obviously, they only got Siakam, but then you see the Pacers get Siakam and it's a move to say, you know what? The Knicks make a move. We got to make a move. Obviously they had to make a move because their defense is woeful, but just teams making moves before the trade deadline. It's not, it doesn't feel hectic and things being thrown together just for the sake of let's try right. to push everything in. Let's see what we can do. It feels like there's actually some sort of calculation going on in that front office to say, you know, what? we need to be better, but to catch you up, man. The Knicks have been awesome since the OG trade <laughs> 10 and two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm excited to watch that. I'm, it's weird. I'm surprised teams, it just took till like this last year for teams to do that. Like you look at the Suns last year and like they do this huge trade for Durant. And it's like part of that was just like events worked out where Kyrie put in the trade and uh, all that stuff. But like it is weird that you don't see teams try to do this stuff earlier because if mm-hmm. you give yourself like an extra month or two to like 
see a new group, how they work together. Like that, that team just didn't really have enough time to like get its bearings together. So yeah, sorry. I'm like going off on a tangent on no, this, no, but it's, totally it's, it's very totally understandable. It's, it's like very bizarre to me that it took till this year for teams to be like, Oh, we should probably not like, it's like cramming for a test. Like in right. college. you're like, why are we doing this at, you know, why are we doing this at midnight when we could be, you know, got to pull the all nighter. Got to, you get back and you're like, Oh, I don't even, th- I don't even know what my grade is. And you get back and be minus. You're like, you know, you probably could have done it a little bit better if you actually <laughs> planned this thing out, but Hey, it is what it is. But yeah, right. I mean, for the Knicks making that trade for OG, man, they've been, they've been awesome. The spacing yeah. on the team as a whole has just been great. Uh, you see Brunson and Randall really thriving with OG's presence. Uh, you know, the, the low key change has also been Hartenstein being in that starting rotation instead yep. of Mitch, who's out due to injury because he's a passing big work out of the high post and stuff like that. But you just see more spacing where the Knicks are able to get up more threes. Uh, the lane's now open for Brunson and for Randall. So these guys can get downhill and get to their spots 10 times easier than it was before with someone like RJ who does the same thing, right? He needs to be yeah. on ball, attack downhill, and he clutters that same 15 feet within when attacking the basket. But since that change, you see OG who can knock down threes, Dante can knock down threes, guys that know how to cut and move off ball. It's really changed the starting unit as a whole, and it's been great. That's why even with their depth issue, because they gave up Emmanuel quickly in that deal, you see like the bench struggles. Like in the first half last night, the yeah. bench only had, they had seven points to the, was it to the Nets 15? So yeah. that's where the that's where you hear talks about Brogdon and so forth. So that needs to get better. But still, even with that starting five, they're beating teams like the Timberwolves, the Sixers. Um, you know, they're in these games. Uh, so it's it's nice to see that the starters can play at such a high level. And tomorrow is going to be a great test against the Nuggets because they got both depth and they got they're the champs, right? You got yeah. Jamal Murray, you got the MV, former MVP and Nikola Jokic. So that's going to be a good measuring stick for the Knicks as well to see where the starting unit matches up. But what, what is what has been your take on the Nuggets this season, man? How how do you feel about them? It feels like they're kind of like coasting, but they're doing like real yeah. well. But it feels like they're coasting and just like getting ready for when the playoffs comes along. Yep, yeah, I I mean I think the first month was literally just about like getting in shape. I mean a lot of them were just like took time off, which they should have, and their season went longer. Um, so the, I think just a lot of it is just kind of like we're coasting if we can. You know, we their bench is mostly young guys. It's like Reggie Jackson. They'll have Justin Holiday filter in here and there, but it's a lot of it's on Peyton Watson, who I mentioned at the beginning, and Christian Brown. Um, I think those are the two biggest pieces you're like looking at in the regular season, being like, all right, what can we kind of get growth wise from this, these two guys, that unit? But the starting group is what it is. Like it's funny you mentioned that with the Knicks. There's like, it just really helps, and I mean playoffs, but regular season too, like if you just have five guys that you know exactly how they're going to play, they have their go-to things that they do. um, It just makes life really easy. Like it's, and it's funny, like sounds like the Knicks have like, because a couple was it, was it last year or the year before where their bench would like outperform their starters. So, which is great. Like that's great to have depth, but it also makes it a little bit more unpredictable because as a coach, I'm assuming you're trying to like, all right, how do we get our starters to be, you know, a plus and now the Knicks have that, and the, the Nuggets have been like that for the last two years. I mean, it's just like that starting group is – they know – it's like they're telepathically playing together. So there's a lot of value in that. I, it's cool you mentioned that because I'm really excited to watch two teams with really strong starting units go head-to-head. Um, I think that'll be a, a good look. And kind of similar too, uh, Hartenstein being a passing big, kind of going against Yoke. It's, there's some similarities for sure. So it's the Knicks Nation. Thank you all for tuning in for another Game of the Week preview. My guy, Matt Brooks, on the other side. He comes to the Denver Nuggets for the Denver Nuggets themselves. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button for your boys and make sure to share the links to all these videos. Matt, I, I got to ask, because we have these conversations about Embiid being in the MVP running for what seems to be like a, another year in a row. You know, the whole discussion last year where it's like, it should be Jokic. Look at all, look at all the stats. Look at the advanced stats, you know, for Embiid. But he's, look at what Embiid's doing. Do you think Jokic should be... Because I think he's the favorite right now to win. If you look at some of these odds, depending on the sports book, do you think he's having another MVP caliber season? Oh yeah, I mean he's I mean he's playing out of his mind for the last month. He's at like like seventy percent true shooting. I think I saw that today. Seventy um, percent true shooting. Wow! In his last sixteen games, right now is I mean he is like it, we're in one of those Jokic runs, and he had that at the beginning of the year, the start of the year 
I remember I wrote something uh, about how I was like, is he better than ever? Because it, it kind of feels like that. And then he had this stretch where he was a little bit, things slowed down for him a little bit. It was in December. And now he's kind of back up to that, like, oh, this guy's like averaging over, you know, 25 points on 70% true shooting for like a month now. It's, he's, I mean, he's, I don't, I don't run out of good things to say about him. He's <laughs> incredibly efficient, affects the game in a lot of ways. Um, you know, and he can, he's able to win in multiple ways too. I mean, uh, you just look at this week, like they, they played, uh, who was that? They played, uh, he had 42 against the wizards, um, against the Celtics. You know, it's like a balanced performance with him and Murray. They're doing the two man game against the Sixers. They didn't win that game, but he gets 18 offensive rebounds. So he just has a way of like affecting games in different ways. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, He's been exceptional again. There's there's no air on it. Do you think he should win the MVP this season over Joel B? Because that's going to be, you know, it's between these two. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal to have the big yeah. man, like, be recognized for how great these guys are. Because it felt like for quite some time, it was just we're looking at guards and wings. These two guys have been having a dominant season. Right. Do you think Jokic should win this year? Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of... I'd struggle with, I, I don't like awards in general, I, I personally, <laughs> but uh, I I kind of, it's, it's January and I usually wait till March to like say this. I mean, he should be in the running. I'll, I'll put it like that. Of I course, think she should be in the running, but, but do you think year. he should win it, Matt? Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I think he should win it. But I, I, that's, that's not saying anything against Embiid. I think Embiid's having a fun year. It's just like, I love having two bigs be as good. I mean, we are getting like historical play from both these guys. I mean, Embiid's dropping 70. Uh, Jokic has put up a triple-double against every team in the league other than the Wizards. Seems like every single night he's getting a triple-double, if not it, damn near. It's ridiculous. So, um, I don't know. I Yeah, I get it. It's fun to, like, get into awards, but there's also part of me that's like, what a cool era to be in a way to, like, be able to watch these two guys. But I'll answer your question. Yeah, I think you should win it. I think okay, so. there we go. That's what we need, man. We just want, we yeah. just want concrete yeah. answers over here. So, yeah. you got... You got Jokic out there doing his thing. How's Murray been looking since he's come back from injury? He's been good. Um, yeah, I think the big thing was just he's, like, trying to find his footing a little bit. Um, the games where he looks really, really good are when he's getting downhill. And he's having, like, a great shooting season. I don't know if his stat's holding up. I, I haven't checked on it in, like, a week. But he was top four in, like, pull-up three-point percentage. Um, he was, uh, like, top – 10, I think, in three-point percentage. This was a couple weeks ago. But he's, like, having a really good shooting year, uh, which is obviously really helpful for this for the Nuggets with how much, uh, you know, two-man action they run with hit, with him and Jokic. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it really hard to go under screens and make mistakes in terms of your pick-and-roll coverages. So he's having a really good year. I would say the games where he looks at his absolute best is when he's getting downhill. He's never going to be, like, a super high free-throw guy. Um just because he's kind of like Kyrie where he'll bend around defenders instead of like play mm-hmm. into them. But those are the games for me, at least from what I've seen, those are the games where he really looks good. Um, but yeah, he's, I mean, he had a really good game against the Celtics look good yesterday. So I would say things are trending up for sure. Who's been the most impressive this season outside Jokic and Murray, like of all the role players. Um, I mean, Porter Jr. has been shooting it like, shooting it for hmm. that he dealt with an ankle sprain the first month and it it I, he mentioned like it was a grade three it affected his play and it, it affected his numbers i mean he just like he was doing other things well he was rebounding well defending well the jumper just like wasn't there and i think it's just because he didn't have his legs under him um for that first month but since then he's been like pretty much a 50 40 90 guy um and he's he's in a really nice rhythm as a shooter he didn't have a great game uh what was that yesterday but uh he he's been in a really nice rhythm and then i mentioned watson like he's been really good as a sophomore 21 years old plays with a lot of poise great defender like outrageous defender uh i would argue like the best wing shot blocker in the league i'm sure he would be for that but um he's he's been really impressive too as a soft really a rookie because he didn't play last year so those are the two that have stood out, but um, yeah, I think those would be. Oh, KCP has also been good, but those are the KCP, two. KCP, yeah, great, great. I think he's peaking as a defender this year, KCP personally, 
uh, he, mm. he just is locked in on that end. Um, so, but yeah, I think I would go with those two guys. Okay. Okay. And, and when you bring up Watson, I just got to think about how Mike Malone has just led the charge for this team, man. He's really been a catalyst. Obviously he's been there since Jokic and Murray have been there and has really groomed these group of guys to be the championship caliber players that they are. Can you just speak on Mike Malone, man? Because you know, last year was bringing Christian Brown in like at the right time right. to make sure that he was ready to contribute in the playoffs. It seems like he's doing the thing. He's doing that with Watson now. Uh, yeah. Just give me a little bit. Just give me a little bit insight into Mike Malone. I mean, he's been. I love it because you see him kind of. I mean, I, look, I haven't been here the whole time, but even from like this year to last year, like you see him evolve in different ways, which I think is the biggest thing as a coach. And that's hard. Like if you're, if you get to the level of success that these guys get to as head coaches and you do things a certain way in your brain, you're gonna be like, all right, it works because I do things my way. That's how I got here. Right. As, as a coach, you need to be a leader, which means you need to have pretty like set in stone principles, but he's so good at like evolving. So this year is an interesting year because the nuggets have this starting five that won them a championship, but they have a bunch of like young guys that they're trying to essentially use to extend their dynasty. The, the vision was all right, new CBA, we're going to have pretty limited spending powers and it's kind of hard to like hit on free agents every year when you're working with vet mints, right? Like that's cause that's mm -hmm. basically what they're working with. You're not, you're going to be able, yeah, you can't even get buyout guys. Like the nuggets can't get buyout guys this, this year. So it's pretty hard to do that when you're working with one to $2 million contracts. So their vision was essentially, all right, we're going to try to get a bunch of picks. They got three picks this year. Um, and we're just going to see if we can get, one, two guys that we're going to sort of essentially like develop as we're trying to play. And, and that's going to be, eventually that's going to be our eight man rotation is the guys that we've taken these last two years. And that's hard to do. Like as a head coach, that's really hard to develop while you have a championship starting five and they've done a really good job at that. And, and I, he's done a great job at sticking with that. I mean, there's been periods where Peyton Watson's look really good. And then there was, I think November, he was, kind of finding his feet a little bit. Uh, and, and Malone never went away from him. Like Justin Holiday has been a very solid veteran for them. And they have stuck with these young guys, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson. They've given Julian Strother, their rookie from last year's draft, a lot of opportunities. So I think he deserves a ton of credit for that. I mean, they also like play a beautiful style of basketball. Like if you want to get into sets and everything like that, they run a style that makes a lot of sense for them. But mm -hmm. I think this year's challenge of, trying to develop guys while you win was a huge challenge. And he is like past that with like an A plus. I mean, Malone's just done such a good job of that. It just seems like he's doing everything perfectly for that team. Right. Yep. And you're obviously tapped into the Nuggets fan base. What are the, like, you know how it is covering like a New, the New York Knicks and like even the New York team yeah. in general, where it's like, Oh, well we got to find something to complain about Tibbs. Yep. It can be like minutes. It can be like the lack yep. of creativity on offense. What is that for Mike Malone? it's like universal approval rate. I mean, it, it is. Wow. It's, it's, it's like, it's him and Spolstra have to be the two most liked coaches in the league. Cause it's just hard to like find a ton of complaints with Malone. Like the one they won, they won last year. Right. But you know, like I don't really know what you could do. Like rotations make sense. Um, they've even been like the last month. It's been kind of interesting. They've been shifting their rotations around um, cause they have this young bench. Right. And they're trying to figure out how to like stagger their starters with their bench guys. And like, they've been really, you know, exploratory with it. And it's, I don't know. He just, he does like every aspect of coaching. Well, and he's just like a guy that players seem to really want to go to war for, which is huge, like huge. And you get it when you talk to him, he's just like a good dude. So yeah, it's a, uh, he's, he's got to have like, it's him and Spolstra, I think. I mean, I, like, how many coaches are there that have, like, universal approval rating? I can think of, like, two. Yeah, I like, I, that's why, like, even, like, usually there's, like, a storyline I can go go with for, like, a lot of these teams. Whenever yeah. I have to cover the Nuggets, man, it's not that easy. Like, I'm, like, I, I'm trying yeah. to, like, I go down, I'm, like, I have to check the news. I check everything. And it's, like, right. this team is just humming. Like, it's just yeah. legitimately humming, even when they're in, like, the whole thing, the only storyline last season, the years before that, can Jokic do it? Can he make right. it to the finals? Can they win it? Can they do that? Now you've done that. Now it's kind of yeah. like, all right, well, that, that, that's topped off. He's MVP. You got everything else. I guess the only thing I got to ask you, I would be going back to Jamal Murray. Do you think he's deserving of all-star this year? 
I think he missed a lot of time, uh, which is tough. Like the he's playing really well now. I just I wish he'd had like another month of that because he had the it was his hamstring and then he had the ankle sprain. I'm trying to remember which order it was, but like that just kind of took him in and out of a rhythm. And he takes a second to like start getting going. He's just one of those guys. Like when he gets hurt, it doesn't always happen, but he'll take a second sometimes to like get back and get to that level of production. So he's like a jalopy, uh, man. He's got, you got to crank the engine yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So it, that's kind of a shame that that happened. I mean, guard depth is also like insane in the West, even with jaw, like not playing this year, it's still like, Whoa, there's Steph, there's SGA, there's Ant, there's Luca, yeah. like, like a Fox. Like there's so many guys in the West that are talented at that position. So I, I don't know. It's, it'll be an uphill battle. I, I do worry that the injuries kind of cost them there a little bit, but mm. you know, Okay. Last thing before we get into this game. Do the Nuggets make a move by the deadline or are they set and they're just ready to go into war? I mean, the thing I've kind of said to this is like they're pretty limited in terms of what they can do. Like I mentioned, they can't get buyout guys. And then after that, you're like working with, they're like, I mean, a lot of teams have this problem where it's like you're working with two, $2 million deals. So you're either like, all right, we're going to get a guy that for whatever reason, a team is like punting on a guy on a rookie scale deal, which is pretty uncommon. Like you don't see guys get traded too often if they're on a rookie scale deals, unless things are just like not working out. Um, Or you're like trading for a vet min guy. And if you're trading for a vet min guy, it's he's probably playing well. And if he's playing well on a vet min contract, he's not getting traded. So it's like you're, I'm assuming it's going to be pretty quiet because I just don't know what they'd be able to, do with the spending power that they have and you can those trades where you're like you see them on twitter where it's like all right so we just traded like six vet men guys for like a guy that makes like 12 million dollars i'm like okay so the other team is gonna take those six guys and like cut four of them like i don't think that's gonna work like that so yeah yeah <laughs> well they're pretty much set what we see yeah. right now is what they're oh, gonna yeah. have going in, in, into uh into battle when it comes to playoff time so all right and yeah. look I, I expect them to do really well uh, with the roster that they have. I mean, they're they're doing well right now. It just seems like they're coasting, and it's it's just funny to say that because Jokic is just putting up historic numbers, and it just seems like the game looks way too easy at this point. It's like it really he's – I don't even know how to even describe it. It's like he's playing on all Madden, but he, he's making it look like he's playing just like on easy. That's it. That shot he hit yesterday, I don't know if you saw it, against uh, the Pacers where, like, they blitzed Murray and they just mm-hmm. kicked him, and he just takes one dribble and, like, just nails a pull-up. 28 footer off the dribble with like six seconds left. And he doesn't, doesn't look nervous. Doesn't look anything. It's just, I don't know. I've, I've been pretty lucky to watch like a lot of very talented players and I've never seen anybody that is like as poised as he is. He just is never flustered. I, I don't, I don't understand it. Salute to Knicks nation. Thank you all for tuning in for another game of the week preview. Joining me on the other side is my guy, Matt Brooks. He covers the Denver nuggets for the Denver nuggets. Make sure to lock in. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Make sure to share the links to all these videos. And make sure to support our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. And let me tell you about that real quick. Listen, everyone. If you want to make the game a little bit more interesting, download the app, Underdog Fantasy, because, honestly, this is one of my favorite uh, fantasy sports apps to use right now. You can do pick-ems. You can do drafts. You know, you can choose, like, for pick-ems, you can choose two to five players. You choose any statistical category, points, rebounds, assists, combination of all, like, points and rebounds and so forth. And all you got to do is just choose higher or lower over the statistical category, over the statistical amount they're predicting for each player. It's really that simple to play. But the other one is the drafts. So far, CP, the Knicks chicken, myself, we've been doing these uh, these three-people drafts. And I'm so upset, man. Matt, like, I almost beat CP last night. He just edged out and like he finished way before me i had like six quarters to go my team catches up i lose by like 15 points i'm like you kidding me man you kidding me outside of cp taking guys i want especially like J- like jalen williams for the for the okc thunder but you can do that to make the game a little bit more interesting if you don't feel like doing the pickums, you can do fantasy drafts as well so make sure to download the app underdog fantasy use that promo code kftv to get up to a 100 match and yeah just fun to use make sure to support our sponsor all right, getting to this matchup, Matt. Uh, it's this is going to be an uphill battle for the New York Knicks, okay? In, in my opinion, just because it's not because I don't think the stars can keep up with the starters. It's that you guys have depth, 
and we're going to start there. Like Reggie Jackson has been awesome for you guys off the bench yep. this season. I really think even though you lost Murray for that amount of time, it took him a little bit to get into rhythm, as you noted. It gave Reggie more opportunity to get more comfortable in that offense, on that team. And now he's just so vital for that bench unit. I mean, we knew what he could do out in, on the Clippers being a scorer, but it just yep. seems like he's now taking it to another level. That's one of my biggest concerns for this matchup tomorrow. Yeah, he's uh, he, I mean, he was unbelievable for the first, I think, November when Murray was out. Uh, he looked a little tired in December. I mean, I, and he was playing like thirty, you know, thirty minutes a game uh, as a guy who signed here, you know, with I guess the idea that he was going to be a backup. So, uh, but he started to perk up a little bit. Um, he's really found himself this year in terms of figuring out how to play with this Nuggets team. Uh, whenever him and Nicola share the floor. That works really well. Uh, him and DeAndre Jordan. De- DeAndre Jordan quietly having an okay year. Oh, quietly my goodness gracious. You're t- and you got to cover quietly. him while he was on the Nets, too. <laughs> he's, he's quietly having a pretty good year. Yeah, he's been good. He's been solid. Uh, him and Reggie have had a – that's been one of, the, like, my favorite subplots for the Nuggets this year. Just because it's a thing you wouldn't expect. Like, you know what you're going to get from Jamal and Nicola. You know that Porter Jr. is going to be a good three-point shooter. Uh, you know that AG is going to do all the little things. Like you know what they're going to do, but this they'll run it. They'll run this Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan pick and roll, and it's like they beat mm. the Clippers on the road, like with none of their starters playing by running that play over and over. So uh, that yeah, that that's been pretty fun with the bench. Um, and, and yeah, it, I think Reggie's been great, but the the depth is still young. Like there's games where they look really good. It's harder to play on the road, and they have young guys there. So. Uh, a lot falls on Reggie for sure. Sure. Um, getting some key stats that I think are going to be that will kind of dictate how this game goes tomorrow. I'm looking at second chance opportunities for the Knicks. The Knicks are a top team when it comes to getting second chance points. And right now, since the OG trade, they're number one. They lead within the last 12 games for this team seven they're averaging 17 second chance points and that's just you have randall you have og you have guys who are just able to rebound give another opportunity and then when i look at the nuggets they're third when it comes in to preventing teams from getting second chance opportunities they are they allow about close to 13 points per game and i think this is where gonna rubber meets the road as if the knicks are able to do what one of their strengths are this is one of the key concerns for the knicks for me going into tomorrow's matchup Yep, and that screams that's going to be a DeAndre Jordan game because they've kind of uh, Denver. This is like the second time I brought up DeAndre Jordan, but they'll, they'll, they'll size up. What a world! This man was on his way out, and now he's making a comeback tour. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's been like he's been subtly like really, really solid this year. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's an inch. That's a good poll right there. Um, yeah, Denver generally like last year. I think they were uh, winning. I want to say like 80, 85% of their playoff games um, mm-hmm. if they out-rebounded their opponent. So rebounding has been tied to this team's success pretty much throughout the entire time that I've been here. So I, I think, and that's something they'll stress. Like they are really good about when they come into a game. And I, I mean, we talk about Malone, like Malone seems to be really good at conveying these things. It doesn't convey too many. Like, I think there is like, all right, you can give your guys like too much information. He'll, he's really good at like, keying on a couple of different things and being like, all right, we really need to focus on this. And usually they like really perform well in those things. So uh, Jamal Murray's a guy to watch for. Jamal's been eight rebounds in two of his last three games. They tend to play really well when he he gets a high amount of rebounds. So it'll be fun. It's always a very gritty game when you're like looking at the glass and being like, that's where it's going to be decided. But I, that, that'll definitely be one of the big battle points for sure. For sure. When it comes to the glass again, second chance opportunities. I mean, you know the nugget strength. It's just scoring in the paint, and that's kind of a weakness without Mitchell Robinson. Like, iHeart's been doing a great job just yeah. being a rim protector. He was out last night against the Brooklyn Nets. I'm looking at his rest so that way he can play in tomorrow's game, although we haven't gotten any confirmation. If there's no iHeart, that's going to be an uphill battle for someone like Jericho Sims and Precious Achua out there. But this is another key factor for me is that the Knicks are their 12th right now since the OG trade. And when it comes to stopping opponents, which is, it's not the worst, but it's not the greatest either. They're kind of middle of the pack, but the Nuggets are a top four team. Yeah. They're fourth right now when it comes to scoring in the paint. So, and we know that's mostly because of Jokic and just how dominant he is. I'm wondering how the Knicks are going to do that, whether it's Tibbs going to, 
you know, ask OG to double team. Is it going to be iHeart and OG double teaming? That's the question I wonder for tomorrow's matchup. Yeah, that's one of my key. I, I thought about that. That's probably one of my key points is like OG, I think will be really, really valuable. He's a true like one through five defender. I mean, which mm-hmm. is very rare. Like we throw that term around a lot. It's like one of those terms we just throw away. Oh, he's a, yeah, he's a one through five guy. But like OG is like a one through five, like a real one through a five. A legitimate one through five, which is like, what, a, like defensively. I didn't even know, like, know this at the beginning, but like having him as a guy that can take pressure off of Randall defensively, that's that's huge, man. Then Randall could focus on being the guy that he is. Yeah, so I, I, that will be interesting. I mean, you can use OG to, like, front, and then you kind of bring over a secondary defender. And it, ideally, that's, that's uh, that's you know, whoever you guys are, Sims or whoever is playing for you guys. But um, he's, like, a big piece in that. It's very important to throw different looks at Nicola. Um, they... They, it's funny, Malone actually just had a quote this week saying that they run the first play of every game for Nicola, mm. see how the other team is going to defend him. And you can't throw – It's it, every coach says it, but, like, you literally cannot throw one look at Nikola Jokic the entire game. You can't do it. I mean, you have to do – you have to front. You have to, you know, guard him in single coverage. They're going to post him up more than any other player in the league. He scores more points from in the post, more assists than any other player in the league. Like they're a very unique throwback team because of how much they play um, from the low block with him. And he is, he is somebody you need to give a lot of different looks. It's more than just being like, all right, what are we going to do in pick and roll? Like you have to think about that. You have to think about how you're going to defend off ball actions. Are we switching on this? Are we going to try to trail um, on guys like KCP or, uh, Michael Porter Jr. They 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 are a very diverse offense. Um, so I'm curious to see how Tibbs, you know, handles that. He's that's where he excels, obviously. For sure, I think somewhere where the Knicks can try to gain some ground is just forcing turnovers on the Nuggets. You know, the Knicks are a good team when it comes to uh, getting out in transition, but when I look at you know the uh, when I look at just the Nuggets, they're also a team that is not the greatest, but they're up there. They're top 10, you know what I mean? But the Knicks have just improved, especially when Jalen Brunson's out there, Josh Hart guys yep. who can get downhill. And that's kind of where I'm figuring that if the Knicks can get anything going, it's try to get out and get cost turnovers and get out fast. On both ends, because the Nuggets are not like, they've never been a great transition defense that's kind of held true. They're having their 30th in transition offense this year, which is one of the bigger sub like random little things to keep an eye on with the nuggets. If you're like, depending on how high you are on them. Um, that's one of the, it's weird. They went from fourth in transition offense last year. They're 30th right now. So that's another ground where the Knicks, other than the glass, if they can get out and run and make it a track meet on both sides, uh, get back in transition and then also create transition points for themselves. I would say that's, that's a pretty big uh, area of opportunity for them. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. And, you know, We'll get to we'll get to my X factor later, but I feel like if the Knicks can get out into just that speed battle, right? And it's it's more so like that's kind of like the weakness with having Jokic out there is that yeah. you can get back and you can get a potential you know three on two, four on like four on three, or even four on five on those opportunities. So that's where I'm hoping the Knicks can take advantage. That just that's just guys just being aware, Brunson, and that's the good thing of like especially with if Hartenstein is back. He's a guy that likes to get those outlet passes just like right. Jokic. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see that. But getting to my key matchup, man, you know, I, I'm not sure. It was going to be it was going to be iHeart po- poised for this next to Nico Jokic because the yeah. center bat matchup is going to be key. But since I don't know if he will be back for tomorrow, I went with Julius Randle. So it's going to be the key matchup of the tomorrow night is going to be down low in the block, in the paint, I should say, between Nikola Jokic and Julius Randle. Julius just having quite the season so far. I mean, he was on a roll just averaging over 20 points per game. I think he was on over 18 straight games. We were just averaging over 20 points. His ability to consistently change his style of play year in and year out has really been... I even know what the right word is. It's just, I guess, stunning. Just because when he first became an all-star and all-NBA player... He was working in the paint a lot, but also relying a lot on his jump shooting. Last year, he was more of a jump shooter than he was a guy getting downhill. This year, he's just unlocked being that freight train, just constantly getting downhill, punishing guys, punishing the mismatches. And he's just been excellent this year at doing such. And obviously, we know what Jokic can do. The man 
triple double machine. He's hard to stop. But this is where I think the 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 main battle, the main event, if you will, will be held is in the paint. What do you think about that key matchup? Yeah, I think Aaron Gordon comes to mind for me. <clears throat> um, a guy that usually takes on these big wing, big forward matchups. Also, just like a freight train, just so strong. So this is going to be a gritty game. I mean, this is going to be like an old school gritty game. I, I think Randall and Aaron going head to head. Aaron's, you know, Randall's a little bit more finesse. I'd say Gordon is a gap filler. He's a guy that sits in the dunker spots. Uh, he's a guy that's going to play you really physically, defensively, armbar. Um, that'll be a big battleground uh, for both sides. If And if Denver comes out on top, it's likely because Aaron does a good job in that matchup. So that'll be fun. Um, I always like these games where you get a good test for Aaron Gordon because Aaron's like pretty – he's a really solid player, but you don't like hear a lot about him in the regular season. And it's only in these really big matchups where he's taken on a Kawhi. He's taken on wh- whoever he's taken on. Um you know, taking on Kevin Durant. Like those are the plays, those are the games where you're like, all right, this is this is why Aaron Gordon is such a valuable piece to the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was a right fit for that team prior to him getting traded there because just like his time in Orlando, he wasn't the superstar that they needed, but you saw that he had good qualities enough to be a solid defender and give yep. you a timely scoring when needed. And he's been doing just that out in out in Denver. Yeah, and that's a matchup that's gonna be interesting. Um pretty sure they Julius and Aaron were in the same draft class. So mm-hmm. that'll be mm-hmm. a fun matchup to see. Then, like I said, you know, it's going to be Arnstein. If he's back tomorrow, it's going to be him against Jokic. How do you double team Jokic? We can go through the entire Whitney of matchups. I wonder who it's probably gonna be KCP on Brunson, right? Yep. Yep. Um, man, who's, I guess Brunson might stay with KCP because you don't want him defensively against Murray. Yep. Murray would, this is where I, uh, it's tough because I'd also put OG on Murray as well. You know what I mean? Because I think that's what I would do. Yeah. That's that's why that's probably what's going to happen. You're going to have OG on Murray, which is why it's going to be interesting. How do you double team Jokic? And then you're going to have Dante on who is it? Porter. Porter. No. Yeah, yeah. Porter. Yeah. He'll be on Porter, yeah. which will be, which will be the full, full docket. Are any I of those like matches OG. intriguing to you? I like OG on Jamal because it's one of the few times where I th- think you can switch that. I don't love like I don't love the idea of putting iHeart on Jamal because Jamal has been really good. Our last game he was really good against uh, switches against big men, but we talked about OG on Jokic. Yes, you're probably gonna double. You're gonna show multiple bodies, but he's gonna make that tough. He's gonna make that post touch tough. He's gonna front or he's gonna try to dig into him and force that touch a little farther out. So that that's really fun. I mean, for on my side, I think that's probably it for me. Is OG on Jamal, how much do they do that? Is that what they start with? Do they just go through that the whole game? Because uh, I think that is your best shot at trying to complicate things a little bit um, in that two-man game with Jokic. Because you just don't see teams switch very much against uh, Jamal and Jokic. It's just not something you want to do typically because Jamal is really good at um, you know going up against big men, isolating against big men, and then Conversely, if you're switching a, a point of attack defender on Jokic, he's just going to face that guy up from the free throw line and score. So it's it's pretty unique. You don't see that too often when you, when teams are playing the Nuggets. And I I think the Knicks could do it. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be tough, man. This is going to be an uphill battle. I'm so curious to see how this plays out just because it's not a clean like fit. Like Some of these matchups can be a clean fit where it's like, okay, this guy's right. got to guard that person, that person, that person. This is like... It's tough to go against the Nuggets team, which is like it's crazy. They have every position filled for like like Aaron Gordon is a superstar in his role. You know what I mean? We know yeah. Jokic is a superstar. Jamal Murray is a is a superstar. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. a star in his role. Casey yeah. is a star. In, it's it's just very tough, man. Very tough. Like, and the Nuggets have the height. They have the wingspan, which makes it yeah. that, ten times more difficult for the Knicks to truly and fully match up. But that's why I'm gonna get to my X factor for this game, Matt. That's why I gotta get to my X factor. And here, here's who it is. I'm not gonna talk about the bench because the bench is what it is at this point for the Knicks. Uh, I'm looking at Josh Hart. Josh Hart is my X factor for tomorrow's game because you're gonna need him. 
he's going to be one of the reasons when it comes to fast break points, yep. scoring in transition, and this is where he thrives. He thrives getting out into open lane. You want to talk about defensively, Tom Thibodeau loves to go with Josh Hart throughout most of the game, matching up against tougher opponents. So when I think about Dante having to guard someone like Michael Porter Jr., it might be Josh Hart who's going to have out there for most of the game guarding Michael Porter Jr. And even potentially to alleviate OG from having to guard Jamal Murray. So I see Josh Hart being that X factor because defensively, he's probably going to have a bigger bigger role than like, it's not like he doesn't have a big role, but a bigger role than he typically does, just based on how the construction of his team is now. We really have truly six guys we got to rely on. And then offensively, this is just a game that's calling for him, like, yo, go do your thing. Go be that guy that grabs the rebound, get out in transition, beat everybody up the floor. We're going to need those easy points because this is going to be one that's grinding it out all 48 minutes. I like that. Yeah, Josh Hart's definitely the the guy you look at. Uh, another, you know guy you can throw at Murray um I and I know his defense is like it's is I don't feel like Nick Sands are as high on him defensively as is maybe other stops for him I don't know who like who, how the Knicks feel about him defensively yeah. like he's he's yeah. a solid defender he's a yeah. he's not a shutdown defender yeah. but he's a solid defender I mean because of his strength he's going to be a pest he's like that guy that you you don't want like if you're playing pickup he's that guy that's like I don't really feel like having to play against you because I know even though it's not going to be like you're going to stop me completely, I'm going to have to work a little harder to go yeah. get my shots. Yeah. Yes. I, I think the points you bring up, like transition, rebound, like offensive rebounding, transition, it's such a huge – those are the two areas I think you can kind of hit the nuggets and they don't necessarily have like built-in, I guess, things that are going to help them in those areas. So – He'll be really valuable um, in that way. Can I do? Can I do Denver's? Am I allowed to do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you who's who's Denver's yeah. X factor. Um, I'm just kind of clicking through. Uh, I think MPJ, uh, good early start. He's he's been a really good starter for them. Uh, I want to say he's, I think like forty per somewhere in the forty percent range. His are his points this year come in the first quarter. Um, mm. They are. I'm looking this up right now. They're forty two and nineteen in his career when he hits four or more threes. If you go to Three three pointers. Uh, their record is seventy one and thirty two. So mm. they're really good when he hits shots. And if they can get him going, that just really opens up the floor for the rest of their guys. They've been really really good uh, with Jamal and Jokic have been really good the last three games. Uh, they've been over sixty combined points in every single one of those showings. Uh, but yeah, if they can get if they can get MPJ going, that just complicates things. He's always stashed in the corners. Um, where help rotations come from. So uh, that's a guy I think if you can get him going, he can look nice. I know he was dealing with illness um, last game, but he's a guy that really just opens things up for them. His floor spacing is so huge. He's 6'10", high release point, jumps really high on his shots. Um, that's a guy that I always feel like if he's if he's playing well, they their offense is very tough to stop. For sure. And I agree with you that it would probably be MPJ just because – you know, I even think back to the finals and the playoff runs, man. Like, he could have been a lot better. And you even see, like, during the regular season, like, when he's on, that team can just take it to a whole other level. Like, you can't stop his three-point shooting, like, when he's on. So, for tomorrow's game, and the Knicks have actually been better at guarding the three with, with yeah. OG on this roster. So, that will be, between Josh Hart and P.J., that'll be interesting to see where that wiggle room is, right? We talked about the stacks and everything else. That's yeah. going to be interesting when it comes down to the X factor. How do you predict this game going? Like, I know you're going to choose the Nuggets to win. I'm going to choose the Knicks to win. Like, that's <laughs> these are questions I don't need to ask. But how do you see the how do you see the game unfolding? I mean, I think we talked. This is going to be this is going to be a gritty game. This is going to be a really gritty. Like, this is going to be when you look at the box score at the end. You're checking categories you don't usually check. Like, you're not like, all right, let me see who shot you know, better three point percentage or whatever, who, no, you're looking at like, all right, what was the opponent's like <laughs> fast break points again? Like you're yeah, looking yeah, at, yeah. Really, you're looking at really just, you're in the weeds of it. Right. So I think it's going to be, I think that's probably going to be what, what this game's going to be. We've described it a lot. Like those, the margins are where this type of a game is won. Um, and that's a lot of regular season games. Um, and I think this is like no, no difference for sure. Um, but yeah, never final score. Oh, uh, let's see. I th yeah, I think this is like a Nuggets were like one 
114 to 109. I think we're going to get something like that. Like one 114 to 109. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it going. That's a good score. I like that score. Yeah. There's two top 10 offenses. Knicks are, I think eighth right now in offense and Denver is somewhere in the top 10 as well. I should know that. How do I know the Knicks and not the, the (laughs) how do you not know the team that you cover on a day to day that you're in the office building for? Um, I'm going, I'm going to go with man. I'm good. I think I have to go a little bit lower. I think I have to go a little bit lower. First, okay. I think we're going to go like 108, 105. Comes down to the last shot. Knicks are winning this one. Who's in the last shot? Who's in the? It's going to be Jalen Brunson. Oh, for for <laughs> for the Knicks, it's going to come down to the last shot. Jalen Brunson taking the last BCG? shot. Hey man, someone's <laughs> going to be setting the screen. <laughs> it's going to be trying to get Brunson wide open. <laughs> I mean, he's been solid doing step back, oh, step yeah, back yeah. race too, man. Side oh, step. Man, he is legitimately taking his three point shooting to another level. Like last year, he was averaging like five, six attempts, yeah. shooting close to forty percent. This year, he's taken eight attempts. He has just been lights out. There was a stretch before the trade; he was shooting over forty percent from three. He has been a flamethrower uh, this season from downtown. So I wouldn't be surprised if they let Brunson be that guy to say, because that's also who he is. He's also the cl- most clutch yeah. shooter on the team. So. I'm expecting it coming down to Brunson. I think it's just tough because <laughs> when I say if you give it to Julius, that means he has to go between Jokic and Aaron Gordon. Right. I don't think that's the I don't think that's the look you want to get. If I had to choose between KCP and barreling down into the paint, I think I'm gonna choose yeah. KCP. Not saying that KCP is any like easy guy to go against, yeah. but that's just like <laughs> that I'd rather choose that. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, uh, Brunson's been awesome. He's a just He's he's really fun to watch. Cool development story too. Like just the little things. He's like one of those just like trajectory guys where it's like linear. It's pretty cool. He's uh it's I'm I'm happy the Knicks have like a guy steady, like consistent, you know, yeah. plays guard. above his level. Yeah, man. I thank yeah. God. We finally got a point guard. <laughs> finally got a point guard. But Matt, <laughs> thank you for joining me today, man. Thank you for previewing this game. Please let our listeners know where they can find you and if you got any upcoming work we should be on the lookout for. Um yeah, you can find me, uh, Matt Brooks NBA on Twitter. Um, and then if you want to find my writing, that's going to be on nuggets.com. Uh, work I'm coming up with, I'm trying to do a story today. So hopefully that hopefully that gets done. Uh, just a little bit about like their draft process. Uh, pretty important, the draft of the Nuggets. You know, they only got... Sure about that. <laughs> guy 40s. Uh, so yeah, uh, hoping to work on that. That should be out this week. So something coming nice. up. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Matt, for coming on the show once again. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in for another Game of the Week preview. You all know what to do. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Make sure to share the links to all these videos. And look, if you can't catch the show live, you can download the show on any audio listening platform. We're on Apple, Spotify, wherever it may be. You can go catch us there so you never have to miss a beat. All right. And make sure to go check out Matt's work. Make sure to go give him a follow. Okay. Like I said, he covers the Denver Nuggets for the Denver Nuggets. All right. So make sure to give him a follow on all the socials, wherever you, wherever you are, and check out his great work. Also, make sure to support our website, KnicksFanTV.com. Go over there and go check out some of the great articles. We've got great content. We just have Remy's Recap just posted today. we got a lot of great writers over there. And make sure to support our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. Use that promo code KFTV to get up to a $100 match. And we'll catch you tomorrow after the game, post-game live. All right, so make sure to tap in. All right, everyone, we out.